Hi everyone, I'm Shelby. And I'm Abby. And today we're going to be talking about climate change, specifically how it affects us here in Florida with sea level rise or drinking water and a ton of topics that we're going to dive into with the help of Commissioner Mateer. Yes, so Nancy Mateer is Commissioner, I think she's seat three. So a little bit about Nancy. Nancy's an environmental scientist and former member of the Broward County Soil and Water Conservation District with a decade of public service experience leading on issues ranging from environmental advocacy to disaster relief. We're very excited to get an interview with her, especially as this is Black History Month. And um, she is newly elected onto, you know, to the commissioner position. So we had prepared some questions ahead of time, and we're going to be going through them throughout this podcast and sharing uh, some of her thoughts and answers. And I'm Commissioner Nancy Mateer. My pronouns are she, her, hers, Nancy. And I am so excited to be here today. Well, um, let's go back. I'm going to go back and just take it down a notch because when people talk about climate change, they don't see it as a relatable issue because they can't touch it. They can't feel it. Right. But a way for us to really discuss how we can associate with climate change is the impacts and the end results. And what that impact is, is sea level rise. And so I will bring you all to Uh, what is happening now in Little Haiti. And you're like, why are we moving all the way to Little Haiti? Well, we have to look at the elevations. So Little Haiti over town and other cities on top of our ridge sits on 10 feet and higher. Now, historically, communities of color were pushed away from seaside real estate. And what is happening now due to climate change, we're seeing sea levels are rising and people are moving more inland. And what is that doing to our most vulnerable populations? They're being displaced. So when we talk about climate change, we are discussing the impacts. So we are, one of those impacts is temperature is rising. So with climate change, we are releasing greenhouse gases into the atmosphere. That's CO2, methane. Um, Those are the ones that we speak of the most. And what that does is it blankets our ecosystem, trapping heat. And when we trap our heat, we melt things. And what do we melt? We melt our snow caps or our ice caps. Um, and what that hap- what tends to happen is it melts, it goes into the water, and the sea levels are rising. Another issue with climate change is you're saying, oh, it's getting colder and colder. So what you're seeing is a fluctuation of weather patterns. Remember that blanket I was talking about? Well, that blanket not only increases temperatures, but you will see changes in our weather patterns. So we'll have an increase in hurricanes, and our hurricanes will become stronger. Um, For example, when we saw Hurricane Dorian, not only was it very strong, but it sat over the Bahamas for long periods of time with very strong winds. And so we're gonna see more and more frequent extreme weather events. The wildfires in California is a result of climate change. 
um, the snowstorm um, that is happening in the Northeast right now is a result of climate change. You're going to have these inconsistencies of weather patterns where we'll have extended periods, times of heat, or a very extended period of times of cold weather. Um, water quality is a major concern for a lot of our communities here. Um, and folks are just like, what does that mean? So with us, our drinking water comes from the aquifer. And with sea level rise, we have the possibility of saltwater intrusion. Well, it's happening. What tends to happen is when saltwater intrusion enters our aquifer, that water is no longer an aquifer. It is. It turns into a different type of, uh, of water. Um, some folks may call it brackish water. Some folks may call it um, salt water because now you have salt water in it. So what we are trying to do here in South Florida that I've heard um, based on the various groups that I'm a part of is really how are we adapting and creating mitigation to ensure that when it, when this does happen, that we have a backup system. When this does happen, what are we doing to ensure that we have drinking water to sustain everybody here in South Florida? It's going to happen. It's inevitable because our sea levels are rising. Another issue that we're seeing here in South Florida is the impacts on coral reefs in terms of uh, sea level rise, the temperatures increase in the ocean. So what happens is when it it creates the, some type of acid that impacts our coral reefs. And what we're seeing is a lot of decay of those coral reefs. And you're like, well, why should I care about coral reefs? A lot of our medication comes from our coral reefs. Yeah. Um, it's a shame that environmental concerns are seen as something political because it is just a... I think she, she said it very well when she said it. She has a scientific perspective. Right. Um, and science is universal. It affects us all in some way. Gravity is a scientific theory that we all experience every day. Right. It's not um, an opinion. It's not uh, something that that is changeable based on human judgment. Science is just fact. Right. And observed studies. Um, and climate change has been observed is continuing to be observed and so rather than treating it as something like oh well if i don't think about it it won't affect me it's already affecting us um it like she was talking about the blanket our our oceans are under that blanket now and they're getting warmer warmer and we know here in florida that warm water fuels hurricanes and in the past 10 years you can track we've seen the most intense hurricanes than, than we ever had before consistently, just one after the other, boom, boom, boom. Um, and that's something that we in Florida have dealt with severely. Right. And to the point you were making earlier about, you know, science and politics, I just wanted to add that, you know, scientific facts and scientific data, while they can change based on new observations, new data, new, new studies, Science and facts don't really care about our political positions on anything. It's 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 one of those things that unfortunately, as you said, has become political. And, you know, we feel that as environmental educators, it's important to look at the science and the data and the facts in order to 
be able to make mindful decisions as a community. And we hope that by having commissioners such as Nancy um, voicing her ideas and her scientific perspective, that we are able to have changes that are going to positively affect our community, our immediate community, but also inspire change in the broader community because it's not enough for Coral Springs to move forward with their green initiatives if there's no buy-in from our neighboring cities because we don't have Coral Springs air, you know? We don't just have Coral Springs water. It The surrounding areas affect us as well. Absolutely, and I think her perspective is so important because it is an educated perspective. It's not just, I'm really well-versed in politics and policy and legislation. It's, I'm observing the environment that affects all of us and I'm well-versed in, in that education to make that those educated decisions, um, which is what we should all be doing. Right, because understanding how the environment works and how all of these things tie into each other helps us make sense of the different changes that we see in the environment because when we have snowstorms, for example, people might mistakenly believe that is evidence that there isn't climate change because I thought that we were getting warmer. Well, what we're seeing is, you know, the disruption of weather patterns. We are seeing more severe weather, whether that's severe heat, but then also severe cold weather as well. It's affecting everything. Hey everyone, this is the end of part one for right now. Stay tuned for part two. Thank you for tuning in and spending some time with us. We hope that you enjoyed this podcast and that you enjoyed listening from one of our elected officials, should you be a Coral Springs resident. We'd also like to thank Commissioner Mateyer for agreeing to this interview, for giving us of her time. It's great when our elected officials take the time to speak to the people. So that was awesome. We'd also like to thank Christian Recasina for the music uh, on this podcast. And I'd like to thank Shelby for hanging out in my office. If you would like to learn more about us, check out our website, www.sawgrassnaturecenter.org. We're also on social media and Shelby will tell you all about that. Yeah, our social media, we are on as many platforms as we possibly can be. We have a Twitter, a Facebook, an Instagram, a Pinterest, a Tumblr, um, and a LinkedIn. And all of these feature uh, specialized content that goes back to our website. So if you're looking for a way to keep in touch with us and, and keep up with our updates and the educational content that we put out, that is a great place to start. Yes. And if you'd like to support us, you can always donate through our website or Facebook page. And you can also find information about volunteering. That is another way that you can get involved with us. We look forward to hearing and seeing many of you in person here at our Nature Center.